I can't say that I do. I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. Really? People know me. I'm very happy for you. I'm very important. Uh, I have many leather-bound books, and my apartment smells of rich mahogany. And ladies and gentlemen, we are live. It is Tuesday, August 23rd of the year 2022. This is the Voice of Reason podcast. My name is Sean Phillips, and as always, I am joined alongside my two co-hosts, Mr. Andy Van Beber and Travis Kirkendall. Gentlemen, how are you guys doing today? Awesome, awesome, awesome. We uh, did a little promo there. We, we, we had that, we used that cut last year and uh i just wanted to show it tonight because if you look if you're watching live right now you can see on the bottom part of our screen i have all of our addresses there the facebook tt is tiktok yes indeed we are on tiktok now at vor podcast 2021 follow it share it with your friends and then of course our youtube channel name but i thought i'd you know give a little promo there and i'm also wait a minute also wearing the merch tonight so there you go and disclaimer there will not be any goofy dances in public for voice or reason promotion we're not about that <laughs> on we're, not, we're not yeah. with the times yet we're just now getting on tiktok we'll get there just yeah yeah you know in a week in a week's time we had i actually put it up last week i actually put it up on and we are, I mean, even not, just a little light advertising and we've got 18 followers. So that's good. You know, once we get a thousand followers, we can stream live on TikTok too. So that's, that's kind of the reason why I wanted to do that, you know, and, uh, I'm looking at the, the marketing techniques of how to get more followers on TikTok. So there you go. How was, uh, yeah, well, how was your weekend boys? Go ahead and tell us mine, how mine the weekend was, in LA was. We saw yeah, some pictures. Was, we got to see some stuff. Yeah, it was good. Um, extremely busy. Um, uh, several days in a row of um, producing and getting everything done uh, for a big event that we had at a local casino. Um, Friday night was all about boxing. It was a pro boxing event, um, next gen boxing. And then Saturday was a mixed martial arts pay-per-view for Up Next Fighting uh, that went over really, really great. Got to meet uh, quite a few pretty cool people there, some pro UFC fighters, um, yeah, people that have been in, in and out of the UFC, which was cool. Um, and then Sunday, uh, we did our United Wrestling Network um, primetime live pay-per-view that went off great. Um, There's a lot of fun. Uh, you know, the girls actually came with me. My daughter and my girlfriend came with me to um, the casino on Sunday. Uh, so they kind of got to see me do the behind-the-scenes stuff. So they've seen uh, me wrestle before. Now they got to see me do a lot of the production side of things. And uh, it was cool. And, and they got to meet some people um, at wrestling that they hadn't gotten to meet before. So, yeah, it was, it was um, nice overall. Uh, a good weekend. Extremely busy. I am still catching up on sleep uh, today from it, but no complaints. Uh, Let me know how that works for you. I, I, I like to know what I like to know what sleep is, really. Yeah, I, I, I'd forgotten what it was over the last three days because we, you know, getting home at 
um, midnight, one o'clock, and then, you know, right back to it the next day. So production days are long, but, but I mean, it's, it's yeah. just, it's cool. It's so much fun to be a part of that, to get to see how the ins and the outs work and, um, learning a lot, continuing to just kind of take a lot in and just kind of understand where my place in the company is and, and going from there. So how about you guys, Travis, what'd you do? Uh, my weekend was pretty chill. Uh, mostly Saturday was mostly just catching up on sleep because last week work was just an adventure. Yes. Um, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, just Saturday was pretty chill. Sunday we met with our uh, trainer for a new pup. Really cool. Really insightful. Um, we didn't do a whole lot this weekend. Uh, next week we'll probably do some, like go on a little road trip. We don't know yet, but that was a good weekend. I can't complain. Pretty, uh, pretty low key. Bryson and I did a, uh, did a, our what, uh, fourth gig of the year. Yes, fourth gig of the year on Saturday. Uh, made a nice little cool, uh, bunch there and quickly spin it. So as quick as it was in my bank account, quickly it left. Uh, back to school supplies and we had put off back buying back to school supplies and we went into Walmart and found the shelves bare. So luckily though, a shout out to our local uh, Louisiana Elks Club for buying all Pike County schools school supplies. K through 5, all Really? That is all awesome. Pike County schools school supplies. And so we have in our high school office today, I saw it today they still had a, I mean, they gave every K through six kid or K through five kid got their, all of their school supplies donated to them. And we still had like five boxes in our office. Uh, I mean, five like paper file boxes full of school That's supplies. awesome. And so that is, major, yeah, really, major, really, major great. shout out to Louisiana Elks for that. Um, and also we. Uh, See, those are the kind of you know, socialist programs we like. We, 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 we like <laughs> yes, when that, yes. that's, that's socialism yeah, work. Yeah, that's social at work right there. But uh, no, we did that. And then um, last night was, so last night was just, yesterday was just total chaos. Sorry we weren't on last night because I was, I wanted to get to bed early and then I'm lying there in bed and I can't get to sleep. So by the time I finally got to sleep, it would have been normally the time we would have got off the air, but I was totally wiped yesterday from getting ready for school. And then today was the poo show that is the first day of school and uh, shout out to our principal, our new principal, uh, Dean Street did a fantastic job, is doing a fantastic job. Uh, new superintendent, uh, Todd Smith doing a great job. Um, and of course, Martin Hanley, who's been on a friend of the podcast, and Stephanie Graham. So, Clopton off to a good start. School's off to a good start in Missouri. Everybody's happy. You know, our our start date got moved back, so the Missouri State Fair Board's happy. You know, so they got to make their extra coin. You know, for moving school back and everything. So, you know. But uh, we like the background, by the way. There, Sean. That's a, that, uh, we like the the uh, the trailer park boys feel there and. 
Of course, mm-hmm. Travis is at the Travis is apparently Travis is where we're we're all trying to get. Travis, Travis is, is at the, having a good yeah, time. Right nobody now. nobody's on the pole right now. There, yeah. yeah. Last days is playing VLTs. You know how it goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The buffet though. The buffet though. Let me tell you, the buffet though is fantastic. They're doing a seafood special tonight. It's on point. <laughs> oh my god! Now we're talking lobsters oh. and lap dances. All lobsters you can eat and lap dances. Man, that should have been the title title for tonight's podcast. Uh, I'm going to remember that one. Lobsters and lap I know, dances. I know what Sean, we're talking about. Next Sean, week. when you and I open our strip club, that's going to be on the that's going to be on the front side. Absolutely. That's our. That's our, this is yes, that's our Tuesday night, night special. Lobster, lobsters night and right lap there. dances. Heck yeah! Hey, I tell you. Oh man! So Put it right off sixty-one. That's a yep. That's a big, uh, look, and there's going to look, and that'll be our clip for TikTok this week. That'll be our clip. We'll, we'll put that on there. Advertisement right there. So what are you going to talk about on t- on your podcast? Oh, lobster and lap dances, boys. Well, ironically, we are going to be speaking about a place where there probably have been lobsters and lap dances. Um, this is true. We, we are talking about. The FBI raid of uh, Donald Trump's fortress down there in uh, Florida, and uh, that's I'm an under, kind that's of excited. An that that yeah, I'm kind of just the just the. Have you have you seen the magnitude of that residence? How big it's that thing? giant? Yeah, yeah. I need to see a picture yeah. of it. I'm gonna look it up. Really Somebody quick. said somewhere like thirty to forty thousand square feet. That's like a it's that's like a warehouse. That's a warehouse. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so what, what, oh my God. Yeah. It's, it's a big, it, you know, so I guess we just need to, first of all, get the setup. Um, and we're going to, we're going to, pre- I want to preface this. We said, I didn't get a chance to share this with Sean, but we want to preface this. This is not, we're, this is not what we're making this out to be as a gotcha thing. Oh, we hate Trump. This is a gotcha thing. That's not what this is going to be. We want to present this. In such a way, and of course, I'm. I need to bring up our chat board here so I can see the chat board. Um, and we don't want to have a gotcha show, but what we want to do is have just an, some open discourse about what is happening, uh, and the per- maybe even the percep the perceptions of what is perception of what is going on, what's really going on, and kind of what this looks like to everybody else. Um, and and what you see and a common practice for presidents when they leave office, um, some of the, you know, a lot of the stuff that they have is documented with the, uh, the national archives, national archives are the, are the official, um, they are the official, how do I want to say it? record keeper of everything that happens with the president while, while they're in office, what they have, what they don't have. Um, and in anything that is released or anything that is kept by the, by those presidents are basically copies of what they have, what, you know, clearly put the presidents aren't supposed to take their own, you know, kind of like take their own free copy with them to the, to home. Okay. Um, but you know, presidents obviously keep mementos. They keep things of their, you know, pictures, you know, they, 
any kind of like personal letters or anything that they wrote with the with uh, like other world leaders i mean the whole thing with the national archives is to create an air of transparency that everybody once that president leaves office the public has full access well i shouldn't say full access they have access to materials that they can see they can see behind the curtain after that president's left office what actually happened okay and that's everything from the president's daily uh, daily log to the things he had, the conversation, who he met with. Um, you know, sometimes you can get actual transcripts of conversations that happen, but if anything that happens in the Oval Office is photographed, is, is taped, is, um, you know, they have, you have access to that. You can get access to it. Now, if it's top secret information, obviously you can't get that. Um, and so with the National Archives doing all of this stuff, what ends up happening then is a number of, a, a, I, I guess I should say a large number of items were taken to uh, Mar-a-Lago after Trump left office. Now, reported over 300 documents over yeah so reported over 300 different documents were taken among these documents so what the fbi took so i just looked at the and we just i i sent it out to the boys and we've looked at this and we've looked over it so the and you can go to a number of different sites and you can get this information um, the best one I found is actually AP, and I'll I'll put a link to this in our in the in the Facebook thing here after a bit. But the best one that I I found so far is uh, the AP News. They actually have the uh, they have the receipt. If you go to the the this the site, it has the receipt that they actually received for the property that they that, you know they how many different cases they took, what they took. Um, they won't they won't say for exactly what was in you know because some of these i'll just read this off um well first of all the search so this is what the search warrant says this was issued by a judge what did we say his name was i don't have his name with me right now travis you we said it earlier the last name was Rory. bruce yeah bruce reinhardt yeah bruce reinhardt this the warrant was um the warrant was issued on August the 10th. It was served on August the 12th, my birthday. Thank you very much. Um, and this was basically to search the property at Mar-a-Lago. The premises to be searched, 1100 South Ocean Boulevard, Palm Beach, Florida. Uh, resort club and residence at the intersection of blah, blah, blah. The locations to be searched include the 45 office, which was the president's office, all storage rooms, all other rooms, areas within the premises, uh, used by the former president of the United States and his staff. It does not include um, areas being occupied, rented by third parties. And then so, and all they talked about all the, it says, so this is what they had the warrant. This is what the warrant, oh, hold on a second here. We lost Sean, let him back in there. I'm sorry about our screen being messed up there. Sorry there. There we go. But it says any, uh, so this is what they had the warrant was for. Any physical documents with classification markings along with containers, boxes, um, in which such documents are located as well as any other container boxes that are collectively stored together. 
information including communications in any form regarding the retrieval, storage, or transmission of national defense or classified material. Any, any government or presidential records created between January 20, 20th, 2017 and January 20th, 2021. Okay? So anything that he had in his possession, anything that he had in his possession that was in any way related to the, the, the office of being president, okay? Now, what, what they're basing this upon, okay? So, what, so you're hearing this a lot is what's called the Espionage Act. Little history, and then I'll turn it back over to the boys. The Espionage Act of 1917 was enacted by President Woodrow Wilson at the onset of World War I. The Espionage Act made it a federal crime to do anything to interfere with the draft, uh, interfere with the sale of what they call they were war bonds, but they were called liberty bonds at the time, encourage any disloyalty in the military, and any kind of basically negative connotations or anything you can make about the government during war. Okay, now, surprisingly, that so that is 105 years later is still on the books. However, more teeth and amendments have been given to that over the years. If you're familiar with the story of Julian Assange and all the secrets that that guy has leaked out. Um, that's why he's, I don't know, I, I think he's, I want to say Russia's, he's held up in Russia or I don't know where he's, Julia, Julius Assange is held up at now. Uh, Robert Assange is, uh, is in Europe and I believe he is on his way back. Is he like on his way back? They're, they're about to send him over. Uh, uh, he was in, um, he was in like Eastern Europe, maybe. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, that's what I thought too. Uh, Roberts or uh, Snowden. That's, that's the same. So it's it oh, is. Oh, he's in London. He's he, in he's okay. in London, and I think they are about to be sending him back to the United States. So <laughs> what what you see here then is is say okay. So what what do we? Why are they going after Donald Trump? Well, three hundred classified documents. Um, and we still do not know what these documents are. The fact that they were classified, uh, the President Trump, the the story that he's giving, the the what he's telling people is, hey, I had a standing order that once it left the White House, it was de- I deemed it declassified, and therefore I, you know, I had records to it. Um, what is on the surface what what the news has been releasing to us has been basically there were like Travis said 300 documents 25 I think they said between 25 I, I keep on thinking 25 boxes like file boxes that they had um, one of the things one of the specific things they said was information on the French president which I you know um, there were there were some believed to be nuclear secrets that were a part of that. So what do you guys let's 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 first of all let's approach this for what it looks like on the surface. What do you guys think is behind our our friend Colby Coleman says this smells like a witch hunt. What what's your guys' opinion on 
Why this? Why now? I could 100% see that argument of the whole witch hunt thing. And for starters, one, the media and then the left, they've always been against Trump. Since the guy first said he was running for president, he's always had people against him. So for, I'm not at all surprised by this raid. Um, so, yeah, I could definitely see the witch hunt argument. However, going back to the espionage act, the, that you just talked about, and you said that, you know, there's been changes to it because, you know, the government wants to get a little bit. They want to keep, you know, oh, the yeah. fine line, right? Right. This Mar this Mar-a-Lago raid, I've seen on some conservative networks how this was completely uh, just, it shouldn't have never happened. It was against. I guess my question is, was this a stretch of the Espionage Act in your opinion, or do you think they were within bounds for this, given the current uh, the current rules of the act per se? Because for me, and I'm ignorant because I don't 100 percent understand the Espionage Act other than like what you briefly explained what I learned in school, but it seems like a stretch. Well, so I read a uh, a police uh, editorial piece uh, yesterday, and it talked about how the Espionage Act had been. This is actually from Politico, so these guys these guys do lean a little bit. They're, they lean a little bit left, but they are on the, we've shown this graph before, political kind of, they're, they're middle of the road on some things. It says, um, it says a major problem with the Espionage Act is that it fails to distinguish on one hand government insiders who share national security information with foreign powers in order to harm the United States from, on the other hand, those who share information with the press in order to inform the American public about government misconduct and criminality. Okay. For example, after 9-11, different administrations who basically exploited everything with the Espionage Act. Um, They said another problem with the Espionage Act is it criminalizes the publication of national security information, not just by government insiders, but uh, by others as well. Um, But, but it says with Trump, Trump isn't a whistleblower or a reporter or a publisher. There is no serious argument that he retained top secret records so that he could inform the public about government misconduct. The concerns that have led civil liberties and press freedom groups to fear and condemn the Espionage Act simply aren't present here. Indeed, if the facts are essentially as the Justice Department assumes them to be, that Trump left the White House with scores of top-secret documents, that he failed to adequately secure them, that he refused to return them even after receiving a request from the National Archives and Records Administration and a subpoena from the Department of Justice, even a substantially narrowed criminal regime that better accounted for the First Amendment interests of whistleblowers, journalists, and the public would almost certainly reach the conduct that Trump is said to have engaged in here. Okay, so, and there is actually, and to to follow that up, there is also a bipartisan bill that right now that was unveiled a few weeks ago in uh, the House. Uh, I don't have a number. Uh, It would give defendants charged under the Espionage Act an opportunity to make the case to a court that their actions were justified. Okay, so 
that being said, the Espionage Act, and as you said, Travis, got a lot of, I mean, it's it was a government power grab over the years. And, you know, but you have, you know, the stuff that Snowden and Assange, the stuff that they leaked out was clearly a threat to national security and it's stuff that probably shouldn't have been out but yet you've had whistleblowers like uh the i can't think of the assistant the assistant um, chief of staff right now that she was the one who basically broke the whole january 6th thing wide open you know she's you know obviously she could be protected on that because she was she was reporting on misconduct what donald trump has done and what's being and why the Justice Department is going after this is because, you know, multiple requests from the National Archive. You really need to return these documents. You right. re- you really need to this, you know. And so what Donald Trump has done, and you mentioned we talked about before the show, or maybe during the show here, Donald Trump has la- has launched a suit against the government because, hey, I'm well within my rights. And the stuff that he is saying, you say, well, Barack Obama has over 300 or 3 million pages of documents in, in Chicago. And they're like, no, that's at the National Archive um, storage facility in Chicago. And so, I don't know, Sean, where are you at on this? What, what are your thoughts here? Travis, were you going to say something? Yeah, I was going to say to go off that going. I wouldn't be surprised at all though if Obama had documents. Like, oh, I wouldn't be. Would either. it really surprise no, you if he no. had sensitive documents at his home? No, like, I, that wouldn't surprise me. I, I'm very skeptical of Trump being the only one guilty of this. But uh, I wanted to share a perspective with you guys. I read on Yahoo. Sorry, you know what the crazy pop right now. It looks, uh, so just it looks like you're here. walking around the club is all it looks like, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, you know me. Uh, so Yahoo News is stating, you know, with the Trump investigation regarding the use of the espionage act, the act applies to the unauthorized gathering, possessing, and transmitting of certain sensitive government information. Transmitting can mean moving materials from an authorized to an unauthorized location. Many types of sensitive government information must be maintained in secure facilities. So basically... It's they're going after the fact that he had documents to begin with. And it's it's the level of the documents that he had, though, too. Right. Because one of them was, I, Tia, well, I believe one of the documents was like the highest level. Right. So you have so there there were three set. There were three different types of documents they removed. One that was just marked various classified. Then you had TS, which is top secret. And then SCI documents. SCI documents were, oh, I had it right here, sensitive compartmented information, uh, basically a special category meant to protect the nation's most important secrets. Now, and Colby says it sounds like Hillary, okay? And there again is another comparison, which I think is a fair argument. Even though Hillary wasn't, 100%. It definitely is. Hillary was not well, present. Did you, did you see what she was what she was wearing the other day? No, she was wearing a hat uh, that said "But her emails." No, she was not. You are kidding me! Wow, what a what an f you to 
<laughs> you know, and the yeah, fact God. that I was always bothered by the fact, and Colby, you mentioned that you're saying this, Colby, and I, I was always bothered by the fact and the fact that the Clintons were, Clintons are, the Clintons are Teflon. There was so much crap thrown at the Clintons. I mean, the Clinton death, what they call it, the Clinton death list of all these people who mysteriously had, I mean, Jeffrey Epstein at the top. Okay. But all the people under who were under the Clintons or had association with the Clintons who died and, you know, but the Clintons are, are, are untouchable. The fact that she handled top secret documents on her own personal server. Yes. Okay. As unsecured as anything can be, you know, I mean, our computers, if, I mean, I, I mean, I own a Mac, but it, uh, you, I, people who own Macs who own, I mean, you're, just people could find find links to our podcast here and trace it back to any of us and corrupt anything. It's out there, and to get into it's not anything to get into somebody's secure what we feel is secure. No, but not. you know, so I I would agree. You know, oh Murdoch chimes in. Murdoch says all presidents probably have documents that should have been left behind when they left office, just like what you, what you said a while ago, Sean. I agree. So. You know, do I do I think there's some wrongdoing here? Yes, but I think both sides. I like the expression that was used earlier by uh, oh, I can't remember who said it, but uh, the 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 metaphor that he gave was throwing ketchup. It's like throwing ketchup at a wall. See, let's see what sticks to the wall. Okay. Donald Trump comes out and says, okay, I'm going to try Obama. (laughs) Okay. Whereas the Democrats, you know, January 6th, (laughs) you know, because they are underneath it all. We all know that the Democrats are terrified of the possibility of Donald Trump running in 2024. They're terrified at that. They, they, we, they they do not want that. And so what I what I see happening here is, you know, the commentary that I've re, that I've read has said this is this you know, the right saying this is a witch hunt. The left is saying this is a ma- major security breach. He has all this stuff he shouldn't have this stuff. You know, and the more I hear about it and so when uh, Again, let's consult the old Voice of Reason podcast poll this week. Uh, when we when we when we put this up on the poll this week, it was uh, let's see where is it at. So our our group. So the question was, and I basically left it as an open ended question. I said that the that the FBI raid of Donald Trump's home in Mar-a-Lago is a a political witch hunt. Okay, out of all the voters, zero percent. Twenty-seven percent said an attempt to keep Trump from running in twenty twenty-four. Thirty-seven percent said an exposure of a possible breach of the Espionage Act. Zero uh, percent said shows that Trump was trying to keep top secret information as leverage. Nine percent said a total waste of time, and then the other twenty-seven percent said I'm over it. 
that was an added comment. Thank you, Chris Colbert, for saying I'm over it. But, okay, so, you know, I mean, I keep on, I keep on cutting Sean off, but Sean, what, so where, what is your, what's your thoughts here? Yeah, I mean, I think we're all kind of like in agreement where, um, make no mistake, like there, there's a very good chance all former presidents have uh, classified documentation tucked away with them or that was taken with them whenever they left. Uh, a big thing that we need to consider, though, is like, I mean, uh, just because of who they are, uh, you know, doesn't necessarily mean that they get to get away with certain things like if this was any one of us and even if this was just like a regular document like what kind of trouble would we be in you know the same thing uh, and and this just goes for all things like and we know this this is not this is not um news like take a look at anything and i know that this is different because this we're talking very specifically about classified documentation and th could this be like like we, we've talked about a witch hunt you know um, because they, I, I don't know if the Democrats got the answer for, uh, the January 6th trial hearings that they wanted trying to bar Trump from trying to get elected or try to get the Republican nod to, uh, run for, um, the presidential election in 2024. So I think, you know, they could be doing exactly what Republicans did, you know, to Hillary Clinton. Um, try every last, you know, trick in the book to try to take him down. But as we know, with a lot of these um, politicians, it doesn't matter. Um, the pendulum will always continue to swing in their favor. I, I mean, but again, that's just people of notable status. Like, look at Pelosi's husband, who uh, just got, you know, you know what his sentence was for pleading guilty to a DUI. Uh, no, five days five days in jail Jeez. but four of those days get this four of those days the judge ruled that he'd already served um and then the fifth day instead of spending the day in jail he was given six hours of community service so wow we know it's not it's not news that you know uh certain individuals get a pass and same thing i i don't think donald trump sees any real repercussions from this unless there's something super serious like again we've talked about the level of classification that these documents uh sit at but until but here's the thing you know none of us are ever going to actually know what's in these documents i know like speculation is there's like nuclear codes or this that um a bunch of different like you said uh information about the president of paris so or, or france, france so right it's like we're never really going to know. And then it's always just going to be speculation. Like it could just be a bunch of like, you know, silly things like, like as silly as this sounds, but you, you know, we, we could find out a box of it was just a bunch of detailed records on when the bathrooms in the white house got <laughs> cleaned, but they're deemed classified, right. you know? So it's just right. like, or maybe a whole box of it is just like a classified order of all the fucking diet Coke that he used to have <laughs> rolling in there. And he doesn't <laughs> want that to pop up. So, Oh. We we have no idea what's in these. Could we one day? Maybe not anytime soon. Um, definitely, I don't think before the election. So, uh, you know, it's 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 tricky to see kind of what what happens from here. Um, you know exactly what 
you know, the what the Democratic Party is going to fight for. Um, and you could even see some Republicans that are going to, you know, kind of speak up. But then, you know, look what happens to the ones that kind of speak up. Uh, uh, old Liz Cheney lost Wyoming. Um, and uh, and, uh, and yeah, and I want to that that actually is leading into a point that I that I wanted to briefly touch on, too. When you. The biggest oxymoron that's out there is an honest politician. I hate, I hate to say that. I I would like to think that out of the 535 men and women that serve up in Washington, D.C., that the odds are in our favor that we have at least a small percentage of those 535, that there's at least an honest man or an honest woman up there who doesn't have skeletons in their closet and who doesn't have dirty laundry. But, and Cheney was not, she, obviously she wasn't as clean as the preacher's sheets either, but sorry, Murdoch, but she, you know, she had, she took a step that was, it was, it was political suicide. Point proven. She lost her. And then the uh, representative from um, Illinois, um, gotta keep on forgetting his name. He's not even running again for re-election. Um, who served on that committee? But I mean, is it too much to ask that we expect more from our presidents? Is that do we think that that's too much to ask, or is that just something that comes with the job that you have to be uber-level douche to be president? I mean, is there such a thing anymore as saying, I mean, who who can you guys think of who you could say, okay, that was a president that we could really hold on to, and man, you couldn't find anything in that guy's closet. Who who I mean, from the from what you've learned, <laughs> what you've learned from me, and what you've learned in college, and what you've learned from your own reading, I mean, is there anybody you could say, okay, this guy stainless. Could you, I mean, could you point? No, absolutely not. I mean, um, I mean, one, one that comes to mind, uh, is not exactly recent, but, um, Lincoln was one. Um, I'm trying to go back in the head because I can't remember. Um, I don't know why I'm going blank, but wasn't, wasn't like, FDR a pretty sound guy for a lot of people. FDR was a, FDR was a major 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 he was a, you know as far as policies I, when I look at FDR first of all the man was a womanizer. Major yeah, major yeah. womanizer. He had so hey, the difference between being a good president and being horny. All right, yeah. yeah. Let me tell you. I, something. I can't. I can't talk shit. I'm in a strip club currently, so <laughs> let me tell you about the time when what what they can do to me while I'm in my wheelchair. <laughs> they I don't can't me, walk because <laughs> I'm taking too many Viagra pills. They don't call me Rolade. They don't call me Rolades for nothing. No, but I'll leave the jokes to you, Sean. But the he had he had a when he when he died in Warm Springs, Georgia. Uh, when he had his, uh, the, from complications of polio, he was, I forgot he died with his mistress. Yeah. He died. He was in the company of his mistress. 
Um, the news reporters knew that when he visited, whenever he went to Chicago, uh, they had a, I mean, they knew that when he went to this certain hotel, okay, we don't follow Roosevelt there because that's where he meets his mistress in Chicago when he, you know, but what about know, Jimmy Carter, Jimmy Carter. I, I look at Jimmy as a man. I tell you what, Jimmy Carter today, the man is 98 years old. And he still works for Habitat for Humanity on a regular basis. He has devoted pretty much everything he has to, to stepping up Habitat for Humanity. Um, but as a president, he was inept. He, uh, we, we, prior to this inflationary period that we're in, he, I mean, a lot of his policies created the inflationary period that we saw that went, brought us into the early 80s. Uh, his inability to deal with uh the shah of iran and the overthrow of uh of of the iranian government and what ended up happening there um as far as a person goes you know he was the governor when he was governor of georgia people loved him you know um beloved president you know I've, I've, I don't think I've ever remember studying or hearing anything dirty about Jimmy Carter. It was just the fact that he was inept. And that's the thing about it, too. Um, I go back to Herbert Hoover before FDR. Herbert Hoover, in any other time, would have been a great president. People loved him. He, was, he, was, he, was, he did some great things during World War I as the Secretary of... Um, oh... It wasn't Secretary of Agriculture, but he was he was a beloved, you know, and he was a true public servant, you know. But you look at some of these other guys who made hard decisions and who did that, you know, Reagan, who's one of my favorite presidents. I mean, did a lot of shady deals with folks in Nicaragua and, and funding the a, a, a government overthrow of of the government that was in place there. Um, you can talk about. Uh, you know, Clinton, you could go on for days about all, you know, Monica Lewinsky, every, you know, everything on him. He's the role model president. <laughs> There's your role. But anymore, I, I, and I look at, and Donald Trump definitely fits this mold because he, he is your typical president. And the fact that old, rich, white guy. Okay, you either have to, I mean, think about it. You either have to be loaded to be president or you have to have connections. Why is Joe Biden president? What, who, who's, it, who's his connection to? Who's he, I mean, uh, he's connected to Obama. I mean, he's. Well, that, but. I mean. And I'll think of all the unions and stuff that well, were in Yeah, too. yeah. I mean, if you, and it's not, any more. I said this to my government class. So today was our first day of school. And I said this to my government class today. Every And I said the same thing to you, but I put more of an emphasis on this class this year. Everything we are going to learn in this class this year is straight up theory. Theory, theory, theory. To say that the government, what our founding fathers operated upon, or what they founded this country upon, and what we operate upon are two totally different things 100 you know one of the main principles of government is is limited government 
or and we we have this thing called rule of law. The concept of rule of law was 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 developed by a French philosopher by the name of Baron de Montesquieu. Baron de Montesquieu said that there is no one who and this was a 1700 early 1700s thinker. This guy said there is no one who is above the law. And the that idea of that was put into all of our checks and balances within the constitution. But anymore I mean, there was the old, not who you know, it's who you blow. That I, It's a rough saying, but it's a true saying. If you can, if you have dirt on somebody else, and we mentioned that thing that Tr Trump had that thing, you know, I'm sure he's got some, he, whatever, whatever that file, I would be curious to see what that file is that he has on the French president. I would love to know what's in that file. Yeah. Why do you have that? Why do you need, why do you, a former president, need that i don't care if you did declassify it why why do you why do you ha why do you have that document and i and i and i go out to all of my you know all the trump soldiers why does he need that document what possible thing as a former president could you use that doc what 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 could that possibly serve for for you what do you need with nuclear codes? Why do you have nuclear secrets? And that that's the question that 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 keeps on happening to me that I keep on thinking about that I want to know what's what's going on. Thoughts, gentlemen? Uh, uh something I was thinking about this whole escalation with we had talked about previously when we were talking about january 6th and how this could be potentially like the last peaceful transfer of power per se or like how there could be future problems with elections in the future i see this as a real escalation like what just happened like the left went, went after trump big time on this one and you know there's not to say the right goes after the left either but I think this is just an example of stuff we're going to see more of. And honestly, it frightens me. Well, don't you think that that's a problem? The, I, you obviously do think that's a problem in that, okay, <clears throat> if we don't trust what the people, if we don't trust what the people have in mind for the, for our country, the idea of popular sovereignty and democracy is totally at, is totally at play here. Because 100%. it's Agreed. at it's at it's at risk. I'll say I'll be as bold. As, we all know this. Democracy is at a great risk of falling even further behind. Because no matter how you shape it, no matter what you put it as, you can you are not going to be able to say, okay, Trump stole the election, even though that even though that Joe won by seven million votes. Okay, let's overturn the election. Or let's let the president do whatever he wants to do. Okay, so now we're now we're saying of the six major principles of government, one of them being popular sovereignty, the voice of the people, the other one being the rule of law, limited government. Chuck them out the window. Chuck them out the window. You know, checks and balances, you know, let's, can we, you know, they're they're disguising this to me 
like Travis just said, to me, Congress is disguising this political play under the under the role of checks and balances. Oh, we're we're making sure, but he's out of office. So why are you going after him? If I can play devil's advocate on that on that side, so why are you going after him then? Is he is he is he truly a national? Is he a security threat? And that's I want to go off of that too. What you just said, if this is this is such a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. Why aren't we going after the Epstein people still? Why aren't we going after the people on that list that came out? How come there's nothing about that? Is that not as big as this? You know what I mean? And I'm not trying to change the topic. I'm no, just saying. I, get, like, I, I agree with you totally. But it's definitely a narrative push. It's definitely a, a left versus right battle right now. What I see, in my opinion, yeah, and and what I and what I see, what I believe, I I, it's it it it, and this is the part of me that as much as I just as much as I, I am not a Trump supporter. Everybody who's listened to this podcast, who's had me as a student in class, everybody knows that I am not a Trump guy. But as even even with every inch of my being that I don't like Trump. What do you, so what do you want to accomplish with this? What's your, what's your next play? Okay. Murdoch comes on and he says, even if he has nuclear codes, it is likely that the NSA, you are correct, Murray. NSA yeah, has changed those true. minute the Trump left office just to present that type of scenario. And I was, I was going to get to that too. You know, I mean, what the, there's, there's a lot of different questions. I mean, the questions I have for Trump, what are you doing with this stuff? My thing with the Democrats, he's out of office. I mean, you don't have to be the head checkout clerk at Walmart to figure out that they're terror that they are terrified of of this. So there's part of me yeah. that says yes, Donald Trump needs to be held accountable, but so does Hillary Clinton. So does Bill Clinton. You know. So does Ronald. Exactly. I mean, exactly. If if you if you want to run if you want to run that gambit, then let's let's run it. Let's let's go back there. But I don't know, Sean. We've left you out of this conversation a lot. What do you think? Oh, Sean's out of the. Sean's taking care of business right now with something. What what else do you what go with? You were going to say something else. I thought Travis, but what else did you? What else were you thinking on this? Uh, that I, this whole thing really, I, I will go back to the point of the escalation, and again, the threat to democracy that this brings. And I get it. Like, was Trump in the wrong? Yes, and you can make the argument that the government was in the wrong for this too. So it's a. Uh, I don't think it's a matter of what's right or wrong with this specific thing. I think it. The, the bigger argument really is how does this escalate forward? Like how does this affect political tensions moving forward? And what are the, the what are, what's going to be the results of this in the long term? Something like this, like is every president going to get, gonna get raided now or, yeah. well, I mean, are we going to see the right go after, are we going to see Fauci's home potentially get raided for classified information regarding COVID? That's Are another, we going to see? <laughs> that's another show in and of itself right there. I mean, there's some super corrupt stuff going on in the SEC right now. 
Mm-hmm. How come we're not raiding some of the, their people's homes? You know what I mean? It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's just a big, I could see the witch hunt argument. It's definitely more political stunt, hundred percent. This, they never did this for a national security threat. They did this specifically as a political stunt, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't see Trump's documents being top national security threat. <laughs> well, and so. But I get it. I so get the, I get two sides. So let's close. Let's close out the rest of the. We've got a few, we've got a few minutes yet left here. Let's close out the remainder of that. Let's go with that then, Travis, and and say, what kind of, what? So what is this painting for us for the future? What what's the future going to hold for us, as far as politically? When I when I look at the future of America. And this is, again, my own personal, this is straight theory right here. This is straight Andy Van Beber. I, I, I've said this in past shows, you know, when we started the podcast in 2021, after the inauguration, after the January, we, I mean, Sean and I were talking about this long before January 6th ever happened. We were talking about this in September, October of 2020 when we were in the beginning stages of coming out of the whole COVID thing. And we had talked about this at McDingers and we, we wanted to create a, a, a landscape to where we could talk about thing about political things without fear of, you know, reprisal from, we were going to cover the whole spectrum. And, and I think we've done a good job of doing that moving forward. Now, do I think, Politically, is this going to turn in? I mean, are we? Is this is this the new political landscape? I'm afraid to say that I think it possibly is, because that's the word I was looking for. Yeah, the so so you either have to find a guy that is so Scott clean that he's un you know that he is untouchable. He doesn't have any skeletons in his closet. His life has been an open book, or her life has been an open book. He's been a, he or she has been a true servant of the people. You know, that's the kind of guy that you're going to have to look for. But you're, and again, go back to what I say with that oxymoron of honest politician. There is no such thing. And we, we see him on the local level. I mean, we love, we love having Alex, when Alex Ellison, who's a regular listener, Alex Ellison comes, we love having Alex Ellison on. One of the most transparent guys I know. Granted, he is, he is our, he is our district attorney, but he he's he's very transparent with his office and what he does. When you look at our some of our local state representatives, I love I love state level government because you can go up and you can talk to these guys and you can put them into a corner and say, "Look, I want shoot it straight to me." But once you start getting into the federal landscape and you start getting into your representatives, your senators, the president, you, you don't have that, they don't have that sense of accountability that these other guys have up until the assassination. And here's a weird fact. I don't know if people knew this or not, but up until the assassination of Lincoln, you common Joe citizen could go to the white house, walk right in and treat it like it's a business office walk in and say, I'd like to schedule a, an appointment with the president. And you could, you, common Joe citizen, could secure an audience with 
the President of the United States. After the assassination of Lincoln, that all changed. And so then we start seeing, you know, this veil, this holy veil goes between the people and the president. It goes between the people and the rep. Call your representative's office and see how easy it is to get a conversation with them. You know, my dad, my dad appealed a, a ruling by the VA for, for 20 plus years. Oh, trying to get uh, a v trying to get his VA benefits uh, over an injury that he had while he was in the army, and representative after representative after representative, my my dad finally caught a representative or my brother. I forgot how it went down, but my brother or my dad finally got this guy out on the campaign trail when he came to visit the local town, and my dad was able to get this guy off the side and say, "Look, I'm a veteran. Here's something that happened to me. I've been trying to con." contact your office, your predecessor's office for years. And now, and I'm not, my dad's not filthy rich now, but my dad has gotten back benefits for the last 25, 30 years plus interest. Okay. When you have that, when there's that disconnect between you and your representatives and your president, then you get all this shady crap. Who gets, who gets in to see the president, people with money, people with influence and all this other stuff. And then therefore that's why some of these people won't roll on the president. That's why people don't touch the Clintons. That's why people don't, you know, but Donald Trump, he's a threat. He, he's challenging the establishment in a different way. He scares people. He still scares me, but I don't know. That's that's to me. That's what I see the future of dem democracy going. I don't know if I rambled too much there, Travis, or not. But no, I think we, I think we made our point and what our thoughts are on it. Sean, you, I, Sean, on. I yeah, Sean is on. Sean is on. It's okay. Sorry, I, I missed a lot. There's a lot of craziness going on here. That's um, a, that's okay. What? But from from what the tail end that I kind of caught, no, I, I'm I'm with you. Um, It'll be interesting to kind of see how things pan out, um, and then we kind of go from there. Uh, before we kind of close out, we uh, just a question for you, just because in I feel like in Travis and mine's lifetime, I have not seen because uh, I, I would have said this like two years ago that it was bad, but I think it's even worse now. In your lifetime, um, have you? Do you remember any? kind of political discourse like the one we are currently seeing now amongst the two parties as far as as far as dragging the other one throwing the other one under the bus as hard as they can um the closest thing that i remember seeing to this was with bill clinton i the republicans thought that bill clinton was a straight up antichrist i mean they the whole Monica Lewinsky thing. Yes, he had an affair. Yes, he got a BJ in the Oval Office. Yes, he did sexual acts involving a cigar on Monica Lewinsky. Is that something that probably millions of men do in extramarital affairs today? Okay. Why are you... Why? Oh, he lied about it under oath. He said he'd never had any sexual... Okay. Why, why did you, why did you try to, why they, they didn't like him. They wanted him out of office. They wanted somebody who they could, 
who they could control. I that that to that to me is the closest thing, other than Watergate. Richard Nixon. I mean, that was totally justified. That guy broke the law bigger than life. Richard Nixon to me. Richard Nixon to me is the only one of the few presidents who I feel abused his office to the extent that it was it regard it should have had criminal prosecution. Donald Trump, I mean the whole January 6th thing, I mean I think the jury's still out on that. We'll see what the justice department does with that. But this is more pro- political wrangling than it is any and 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 I I want to I want to I actually I want to see I, I would love if if they would let just Trump just kind of fade away and I think he'll dig his own grave literally. The more he talks, the more the and if they just let him talk and just do keep on sticking his foot in his mouth, he'll bury himself. Ron DeSantis will have the Republican nomination, and Donald Trump will bury himself if they just. But they keep on as long as they keep on feeding this beast, trying to as Travis said push this narrative. All they're doing is giving ammunition to the far right and to the to the mid to close center Republicans who still align themselves with Donald Trump. All they're doing is just giving him more ammo. Yeah. So. I agree. Oh, <laughs> your dad said Clinton hate spurred on by the growth of talk radio and Rush Limbaugh. That is totally true. So. Yeah. Well, we didn't even get to everything on this episode. <laughs> yeah. We, I, I, I I hesitated, I will be quite honest, I hesitated wanting to talk about Mar-a-Lago, but it was the elephant in the room, and we got that elephant out of the room, and so now we can go on and talk about Travis and strip clubs and Sean in the trailer park and whatever else. So, And the fact that I'm... No, I'll be excited for it, and um, I'm definitely excited to, to come back and listen to this one from what I missed. Again, I apologize. No, you're good. You're um, good. So I will... Uh, no, I, I did enjoy the conversation we did have. Um, I learned a lot, um, and I hope our listeners did too. Uh, before we kind of sign out of here, gentlemen, is there anything you guys have going on this week that you'd like to share? Or try, V, I know you. I know school started up, so yep. wishing you the best of luck. Yep, Travis, you. you're still busy thank with you. work, so um, best of luck as well. And um, yeah, is there anything before we sign out? Again, to our listeners, um, we've, merch, we've had a merch, lot of fun merch. the last couple of weeks. Yes, uh, merge, please uh, don't forget. We'll have uh, a new link posted or an updated link yep. uh, posted here soon for yep. if you want to check out our Google Sheet for our store. Um, please, please, please uh, support the page. Grab yourself some merchandise, and that will get shipped out right to you. Um, again, be a friend. Tell a friend. Uh, you know where to find us on all of our different platforms. Um, again, once our schedules kind of calm down, I know the three of us are going to work together and, and get some new content out some new uh different ways to reach you guys as well and that i know we're excited about it's just a matter of making sure all the t's are crossed and i's are dotted so thank you so much gentlemen before we sign out of here is there anything you'd like to add thanks guys have a great night great week all that fun stuff thanks guys we'll see you all next week